Growing up in Nigeria, it was not common to see women in the sports department of media house. I can only remember Modele Sarafa Yusuf, who I was fortunate enough to do many live matches with on NTA. Later, Aisha Falodi turned up on AIT. However, in recent times and indeed in the last 15 years, there's been a great influx of women in this sphere. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emekamuka and it is my privilege to have you join us. On my panel are many of the women who have helped change the dynamics and composition of the Nigerian sporting press. In Lagos, I have Biola Solis Chuku and Shola Oyemiye. Ladies, you're welcome to Your Sports Memo Podcast. Thank you for having me. You're not here. It's good to see that we are all ladies on the Sports Memo um, podcast today. So I'm, I'm really glad for all of this. Excellent. So now you're welcome. Oh, thank you. In Abuja is Ijoma Okibo. Ijoma, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me out there. Thank you. And in Jaws is the sports duchess herself, Messi Chuan. Messi, thank you so very much for finding time to be on this episode of your Sports Memo podcast. Yeah, it's a great pleasure. Um, thank you for having me on the podcast. And just joining us on the podcast is Monsura Olatunji. Monsura, who is also in Lagos. Monsura, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Yeah, good evening. Um, thank you for having me. Excellent. Right, where am I going to start? I'm going to start with the. I'm going to start in Joss. So you're all ladies, so it doesn't matter who I start with. I'll be fine. I'll start with Joss. Messi, why sports? How did you get into this sphere? Why did you choose this? Or did it choose you? <laughs> it chose me and I chose the Sport at one time. Um, my story is very different from most journalists. I've heard their stories. Um, mostly they have a background in this um, whole thing. But I must tell you, I think I stumbled on it and I fell in love with it later on. Um, I started watching football not very long, surprisingly, 2007. And I've, it was just basically Premier League for me at mm-hmm. one point. And then it grew wider at a point. Mm-hmm. And many people know how much I post stuff on social media concerning football, most of it. And a lady um, called Canelo, she has worked with, uh, I think, Cool FM before. She has worked in Lagos in another radio station, and she was in Jaws, opening a new station called KTFM. Okay. And she found out, noticed me, and she decided to ask me to come on air and talk sports. And I felt she was out of her mind because mm-hmm. I'm not really a public person. I don't really like um, talking. I, I love talking, but not talking to people so much. So um, I just took up the challenge mm-hmm. and started. And here we are today. It's so, it has grown so much into me that anymore. We just... Ah, Messi, we're losing you. We're losing you. We're losing connection. 
Okay, I would, I would go to Yola. How? Yes, sir. How did it work out for you that you you were into sports and not entertainment or fashion? <laughs> Okay, my something kind of similar to Mercy, really. Um, it's just I grew up loving sports. I, I was the last, I, I am the last child of five, and yeah. I was the only one who loved sports out of five of us. I mean, I have one brother, and he didn't even like football. He didn't like any sort of sport. So it was, you know, very weird to my family. I mean, I used to sneak out of the house to watch football, go to the viewing center to watch with my friends. It was that bad. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> yes, I mean, I almost got in trouble in school once because of it as well. So that was how, how um, much I loved sports. But it never, ever crossed my mind, to be honest, at any time that I would be a sports journalist. I mean, uh, I kind of stumbled into it. I was in my second year in the university and a friend of mine, my childhood friend, mm. I found out she was hosting uh, Jenny Anthony that day. Um, I found out she had already started hosting a radio show and she just said, ah, remember how we grew up loving sports together? Just come on my radio show and let's see how it goes. It was something that was happening just once a week, every Sunday and I started going regularly What, what radio Sunday. station was this? Let's, let's hype them. Please, what radio station was that? Nigeria Info FM here in Lagos. All right, okay. Yes, uh, they used to call us Femi's Divas back then. <laughs> so I used to go very regularly on Sundays. And to be honest, it came at a time where I was searching for myself. I was trying to find myself. Mm-hmm. I was studying, yes, I was studying something I wasn't quite interested in because I had spent like five years at home before getting an admission into university. Okay. So... I was trying to find myself, and to be honest, I found myself on sports radio. So after joining the show and going regularly every Sunday, I realized, like after a year, that this is what I really want to do with my life. So yeah, that's really how it started, to be honest. Hey, Joma, go on. I think you probably hinted at me that um, this found you. <laughs> Can you tell us your story? How did you come around this? Yeah, okay, good evening, everyone. Um, mine might also be a bit similar, but also a bit different from um, most of uh, my colleagues here. Okay, mine was in 2013. Um, I got, I was seven at that time. So, you know, normally when you're seven, you're just thrown to any place you go and walk there. So I found myself in the news agency of Nigeria. When I came in, I saw this philosophy, you know. I didn't have any idea of mass communication or journalism at all. Mm. So I just came, and when I came to Nan that day, the editor-in-chief just told me to work with one guy. He just told me, follow that guy, just let me attach it to that guy. I went with him, he was on the sports deck, he took me to the sports deck, and he said, okay, these are our deck, these are our meetings. That day they were having meetings, so I waited. I just followed them. At the end of the meeting, they told me, okay, just follow Victor, one Victor Koy on my deck, still on my deck now. Then I just followed Victor Cruz. I went out with him, and that's how it started for me. Everything about sports, everything about journalism, that's just how it started. That was in 2013. Just follow Victor. Yes. 
just follow Victor. <laughs> just follow <laughs> Victor. So that's just how he started for me. So all my idea of sports, all of all my idea of journalism, everything just started in 2013. And luckily for me, 2014, I was employed and we turned back to that desk. I see. So I had no choice. We just started. Mosra, welcome. How did it start? Yeah. Why, why did you choose sports instead of music? After my story is a bit different from others, though. Let's yeah, have I it. was born in sports. I'm the last of a family of seven, and most of them are guys, so I'm the only one who usually stay at home with. So whenever they go to watch ball, they take me along. Okay. Whenever they play football, they take me along. Then I started falling in love with football. At a point, I played football, but I don't want to use the word field, but I'm a field footballer. I did not progress with the career because of one or two things from the family side. Okay. I ran to I was fortunate to stay with one of the Gateway United players at the time. Okay. So, every day I go to the stadium to watch Gateway United live. And I started writing and analyzing the game on my Facebook page, like just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Then when I, when I sign up for Twitter... Then I find myself arguing with people about Jose Murillo. People will just come at me like, you, you don't know nothing about football. You are a woman. Go to the kitchen. Get inside the room. We are not talking to you. And I'll be like, people used to I even know. Yeah, I've been in football for a while. So how dare you tell me to just shut up that I know nothing about sports. So in 2016, 17, mm-hmm. that is when I got fully into sports journalism as a profession. Mm. But I have a of mass communication or journalism because um, I studied um, in school because that is what my parents actually wanted me to do. Okay. Then I finished school. I found more interesting then on a on Twitter then I saw Mr. Femi Daniel's uh, post on Twitter when he said he needed some people who can come online to debate sports in general. Mm. People who can call and analyze game. Then I just went into his and I said, Sir, I think I'm interested. Though I've never been on here, but I think I can do this. So then I went for, I think it's called Fan Battle. It's a debate of uh, Nigeria Info. Yes, Nigeria Info. Mm. So I signed up that and I got up to the quarterfinal of the debate before I get knocked out when it comes to tennis because I actually don't know much about tennis. All I know about tennis is Serena Williams. Viola is shaking her head at you for that now. Just for saying that. I'm shaking my head and I will bite her when I see her. So all I know about tennis is just Serena Williams. So since then, there has been some ups and downs but I'm loving it in sports journalism. Excellent. Miss Oyedi, head of news, sports news, acrsports.com. Go on, tell us. How did this happen? How how did you uh, get down this route? Okay, well, um, for me, sport has always been something that I grew up doing actively. And... What do you mean by doing? Yeah, like since primary school. Yes. Yeah. 
I say sport has always been something I've, I've been, I grew up doing actively. Yes, what do you mean like by doing? Doing as in what? Participating? Like participating in, yes. All football, right. majorly football. But I love sport. I loved sport so much that there was hardly any sporting activities that I would see and then I will take my eyes off. So I remember then, even during in, in Tarao sports, when I was done playing football, I'm there where they are doing basketball. Then I moved to table tennis. I'm done all over the place. And then I remember in secondary school, you know, even not that they made a rule at a point because some people were quite very talented, including me. So you saw people in maybe different in some houses, having maybe like one particular at the students doing like five to seven different events, you know, and they are packing all the medals. So they have to make a rule at some point that, you know what, for athletes, mm-hmm. one track event and two events. So that was, that, that was just me growing up, basically. I played football, I did high jump, I did long jump. I did, I think basketball. I think the only thing I didn't do was javelin, and that was because it was very heavy. I threw the discourse, I did short school. Javelin was practically the only thing I didn't do because it was very heavy. Mm. Yeah, so I I grew up that with love. And I always tell you that the only reason I was actually not a professional. Hello? Well, go ahead, go ahead, please. Oh, okay, so I'll tell you that the only reason I'm not a professional athlete is. Probably because you know when you do, and then I have three brothers, so we used to play um, set then two two. I was the fourth person. So when you grow up doing sports, and I lost my dad at a very very young age. I think I was four. So I tell people that maybe the only reason I'm not a professional athlete is because of that. Because I just grew up with my mother in my ear, go to school, get a good job, get a good grade, and get a good job. The Nigerian dream, go to school, mm. get a good grade, and get a good job. True. So even though I love yeah. sports, it never really occurred to me that do it professionally. And then because of the terrain, there is really no particular... Pathway, pathway, you know, that you can say, okay, this is how you will grow and then become professional. Oh, so when I think, yes, after even in the university, when university, I toned down my participation, but of course, the guys, everybody knew that I, I, I loved sports, they knew because we talk championship, we talk everything, I discuss all those things with the guys, so they knew, but I just toned down participation. Then after school. Yeah, I think I got a couple of jobs and stuff. But you know, the love for sports was still there. But I think the first time I really felt a real spark after years was, I think the first time I was on radio for fan battle, the one most I talked about. You were, you were also I think that was the first time I felt a spark in a long time on farm basketball. football. football. So like literally like the top two things that anybody that knows me knows I'm very reserved, quiet and stuff. But when it's time to talk sports, there there's always a spark in my eyes. Probably maybe the top two things maybe when I'm talking sports and maybe when I'm talking about God. That's when you get 
those facts, you know. So that was. So it was from there. I had that feeling. I went to the first week. I went the second week, and I was like, ah. So for me, so from there, I now started actively searching for opportunities before in sport journalism. Before I now found one, you know. So that 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 was basically how I got into the industry. Yes, I would say that that's it. Right. Um. Thank you. Um. Um, Ruth, we're going to come to you, but Messi, Messi, because I started out with you, I would have to, um, I have to come to you on this. When I, I would ask, I would ask all of you all around there, please, what, what has made this profession difficult for you? In the sense that, what I mean by it, difficult is, is, do you? Do you, have you, yes, let me put it better. You guys can tell me, have you experienced um, bias against or for you in in this industry? Um, I will come, to, I'll start with Messi on that, but you all can think of, think, think it up, think up your answers while I ask Ruth to tell us how she got down this route of um, um, talking and writing about sports. She's been on. She's been everywhere since Super Falcons did not um, win the other Aisha Buhari's Cup. Everywhere, it was on all the radio stations and TV stations blasting Super Falcons, even on her Facebook page. Ruth, go ahead. Tell us how did you go down this route? You're mute, you know, so we can't hear you. Ruth, unmute your phone. Okay, Messi, please tell us um, what what has happened. Have you have you had any um, bias for and against you in this industry? Yeah, just like any other thing in life, um, it has had its own hurdles, mm-hmm. and I've also been just because I'm into sports and. I must say, but the blessings are more than the struggles that I've gone through. Right. The fact, maybe, maybe it's because, like in this terrain here, we don't, we don't really have a lot of us doing it, and so um, I have the privilege of being like the first female to do this, the first female to do that on the plateau. So it gives me an edge, and I, I must say that yes, the male counterparts have been helpful. No. Of course, some w- with some intentions, but <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> yes, so um, I would say that the challenges might just be that I have not really gotten the kind of exposure that I want because I'm in plateau state. There isn't a lot of activities going on concerning um, uh, major sports events, so. Sometimes traveling could be very difficult because I already I have a job mm. and I do sports radio as a part-time job. So it's a little bit difficult for me to be able to balance off two of these worlds. And so I think that's that's just the only challenge. And then for the fact that I'm yet to be paid <laughs> for the job, I'm, I'm yet to start making money, real money from sports. So I think that's just the challenge so far I've had. So. Basically, you're saying that what you're doing at the moment, Messi, 
you're not you're not full time into it. You're doing another job, but you have this program that you do on radio. Is that correct? Yes, I, I have another job that I do that pays me monthly. Okay. <laughs> then I do sports on radio. Just just while we're still on that on that route, what would make you do this full time and leave that other job? Well, it's not pay very well. <laughs> That's just it. Mm. The economy is not easy to understand. And the older we get, the more responsibilities. Your parents are expecting you to bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are not really giving... I'm not in an age where I'm given the privilege to just do things for passion without money. True. So I'll have to... If it's better, if it pays better, why not? I would rather go for sport, of course, because my passion is there. Okay, I get that. Ijama, please, your big, what have been the positives and um, the negatives for you? Yeah, okay. Um, for me, um, let me begin with the negatives first. Um, when I started, was like I had to since I had no idea of what sports was about you know it was the first time going with in 2013 that was the first time I watched a live aside from the local ones that you see guys you know just taking taking anything on the street in the name of that the football for them this is a local people's kind of gathering mm. it was the first time I had to watch a normal match with a normal referee with fans around you yeah. know that was in 2013. Mm. So when it's, when I said it was a bit difficult for me because I had to sit down, I had to take some time off to understand what this game is, to understand what football is, to understand the jargon, to understand the, all the things that they say, the fans and their screaming and all that. Yes, I used to see fans. I used to hear, you know, sounds of fans, you know, from being centers. And I'm like, why these guys just wasting their time on football? Mm. And why would people just their time like this? You know. So that was the first time I was just open. I was just um, exposed to that kind of life and trying to see how beautiful sports can be. Did you get so help? the challenges have Did been, you get help as we were learning? Did you get as much help as with benefit of hindsight? Do you think you got enough help? Okay, at that point, and um, did I get enough help? Let me begin with not much because people do not know did not really know okay I was struggling with doing this okay. you understand okay. then it was just coming to work doing the usual thing everybody does and some people around me too they just tried to meet up at that time in man people just tried to meet up they give you a target of how many stories you expect expected to be in a month and so basically a lot of people just come let's just do the report now government job now we we'll just do and then we'll go back home so there was nothing extra. Like, I'll see somebody and I'm like, wow, this person is doing so good. People close to me. Then I was seeing people on TV, but they look so fat. Mm. You understand? They look like, these are these people on another level. I can't even, what's my business with them? But the people around me didn't give me that sense of, okay, you could do this. They just did it haphazardly, you know, something on the surface. And I felt it was the same way, so I should do it. Why step my step? I just come report just report anything as much as I can to them. I don't need to stress myself. Just get what the what I was told that time. Just get the name of the scorer, what time he scored. Just get it from the <laughs> Just do the interview with the coach, why he lost. 
and why we do why and what is the expectation for the next day and what points does it be on the table now? So that's just the thing. Just do that. Just say, Jama, just do that. Just do that. Then send, send. I'll just do that and send. You understand? That was just my um, time then until I met a few, until I met um, a few ladies. Janine, I met Janine, I met Usha of Uganda, Usha Kumishiga and Clarice of Rwanda. One event like that at, at, in Asia, but that was in 2017. But I've been in Nantes since 2013 that if I'm going to surpass my first year of service because I got employed in 2014. So like, let me say, three to four years down, I was doing the same thing. I'll see, I see all the guys on TV, the usual guys on TV, but those ones are on another level. That they are, they are doing their own, they are doing, for me, they are doing their own thing. I'm doing my own thing. Mm. Yeah. So when I met, until I met Janine and all that, I'm like, you mean these girls are, are covering sports? You mean these girls are doing the same thing I'm doing? And why do they look this way? You know, why do they perceive sports this way? Their passion was another level. Their energy was another level. It was something that, I was drawn to, and I said, wow, if these girls like me could do this, Haba, Ijema, what are you doing? Wow. So, their actions at that time rubbed off on me, and then when I came back, I felt I needed to do something about it. Since I'm still here, since I'm, because then all my intention was that I'll just try my best on this project. Maybe tomorrow they take me away from this day. Sports in my office is not like the juicy bit. It's not one of the big people are interested in running for. People don't lobby to come to sport. So, I all have been, that was in on my mind was that, let me just try as much as I can. So I'm sure if my output per month, maybe per year, at the end of the year, if it's so high, you can move me. You see that I'm doing so good, I'm moving out of sport. So when I found those girls and what they were doing, I thought I could just, let me just calm down and think of something. They used to say, what is what doing is what doing well. Mm. So I said, let me just calm down and try to understand what this sport is about and see what I can get for myself, no matter how little. So that's when I started to, you know, follow up with sports news, try to read as much as possible, read every sports news. Even if I don't understand, I'll ask questions, what's this grammar here? What are they saying here? I'll try to follow up on sports news, read, try to listen to radio stations, listen to colleagues talk on radio and all that. Mm. Just, I just calm down and just try to understand in depth. I'm not just on the surface, not doing what every other person is doing. Just try to understand this thing, that they are, this sports thing. So that's it for me. So that's basically about my challenges. But one of the positives I would say is it has now brought out, um, 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 it has now helped me find you know, another part of me, a passion for me. Normally, I've always, I'm this kind of lady that wants to teach people. I want people who are around me to learn. I want people who are around me to be better. I just like to have kids around me and be able to teach them. You know, I just want, I, I've always seen from, you know, ever since I've been little, I've always seen myself as being that kind of a mentor that people just come around to learn from you. Children will just come around to say, Auntie, help me. How do you do this? How do you do that? And so, it's all those little, little things and then two coverings for that made me see how difficult it has been for a girl child mm. in sports. I can mm. use myself as an example. So that's how I, I, I founded Girls Aspire Sports Initiative. So I looked at it that if I was not in sports, I'm not child of sports, Girls Aspire would have had anything. I would have had any idea of doing anything around Girls Aspire. Right. So I'll count that as a positive for me. Thanks. Bila, um... Ichoma just mentioned the influence that um, Janine and Osha 
had on her after she met them in Azerbaijan. I think it was right. I think it was the place. Do you do you have anybody in the industry that um, also influenced you positively to to keep going when it when it looked quite bleak? Yes, and I'm going to mention the same person that Ujoma uh, mentioned, Johnny Nambrin who gave me my first opportunity on radio. And we grew up together, actually, and a lot of people think we met in this industry, but we've known each other for 20 years, to be honest. Right. And, you know, she, till today, really, she's an inspiration. She's my friend, but she's also my mentor at the same time, to be honest. She's... Janine is amazing, really. Also, the likes of Tegla Ono Jaefe have also been very influential to me. Femi Obong Daniels, I, I can mention his name a million times. Um, Mighty George, Mighty George, I, I tell people he's one of the best bosses one could have as well. So yeah, I've, I've had a lot of people who have been amazing in my life in this industry. Yes, I definitely have. Montserrat, do you have any that you, you're quick, you know that this one's, this Without them, I might not have gotten this far. Yeah, I, I, I would say uh, sports industry is like a small world because uh, the people yeah. that I am as a uh, support system are just people that others have met as well. I've met Janine. Janine is very inspirational. And uh, Mr. Femi Bogdanes in particular and Fatil. And Mr. Femi, I remember a day on Fan Battle and one of the listeners called and said, oh, Mr. Femi, that girl, Molat, I don't like her. Instead of saying Chelsea, she's saying Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. And I was like, wow, I like radio. So after the show, Mr. Femi just come and said, don't get disturbed by that. You learn every day. Mm. Just work on yourself and then you come out stronger. And since then, I've taken that so seriously. Nice. And the day I met Fatil, I think it was at one sports conference like that. And I was like, oh, you have to I've been following you on Twitter. I do this, I do that. So what advice can you give me? I just said, just keep going. Like there are no more, uh, much opportunity in sports industry for women, but we are not that much. So if you can just keep grinding, you are going to make it. And those words have stick to me since then. So I just keep going, you know, looking back. Even when you tell me you cannot do it, I'll tell you, oh, I can do it and I'm going to prove it to you. So I've been doing that for a while now and I'm so grateful to all of them. Sega, Janine, Fasil, Fed, all of them, everyone that I've met in this person those days. So, uh, um, sports industry, I think it's just huge, huge, huge for me. Another person is Mr. Calvin Onika. That's my boss. And then I also say with Mr. Calvin, I think what I like, what I like the most is because when I had ACL sports, there's really, there's no um, distinction Basically, in terms of maybe male, female, and then maybe male, you can't do the um, female, uh, you know, you just stay like this. I remember when, when we first got, when we all got into ACL sports, one of the things that I hope you all have international passports because you are going to be traveling to cover events. 
And you know, when and of course that's what every every journalist wants to be a major event. Every journalist. And I remember once there's any event, he's always like, Are you he's always doing dream and always like, How far do you what what is your plan? What you know? So I, I like that so much about him and then he just he he gives free hands and like I there is really no bias that maybe you have because am, you are female. Presenter here, why are you doing this? What? Why are you doing this? I'm the presenter here doing? now. I'm the presenter of the show. Why are you doing oh, this? I'm the presenter of the show. Why are you doing this? I'm the presenter of the show. Why are you doing this? I'm the presenter of the show. Why are you doing I met people say here now talking about how they can't cover tournaments. And for me, I would say that the only reason why I haven't been at some tournaments, I was supposed to be at World Cup. I was barely two years into the job at ACL Sports. Is it barely two years? Yes. And I was supposed to be at the World Cup, in Women's World Cup in 2018. The only reason why they didn't go was because they didn't grant visa. And it was so for everybody that applied. I think the only person that got visa then was Chidebe, and Chidebe even got it late. Draining every one of us applied. In fact, the BBC had to write them at the Schengen visa office to return so that then she moved to Egypt for the AFCON, for the men's AFCON. So that was practically the reason why I wasn't there because they didn't give everybody visa. So it wasn't because maybe anything. So that free hand is there, basically in the team as boss. Then the third person I would say that has been very influential for me is Fatil. Fatil, 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 Fatil. Fatil has been... I like... Uh, Fatil sees opportunities. We might not even have spoken for maybe months. I might just check my WhatsApp and Fatil has dropped the message. Opportunities. You know, she just... I, I like that about her. And when... Maybe there's an event or something as you guys hear. So like, yeah, okay, let's go and do this together. So yeah, I think Mr. Femi, he brought me on radio for the first time. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed radio. Then Mr. Calvin, you know, gave me the massive, massive opportunity. And I came into as Elena on the job. And I remember asking some questions. And he said, don't worry, you'll learn on the job. And do not. Ruth, are you going to join us in this conversation or not? Right. She probably has no plans. Ruth, your microphone is on mute. Messi, Messi, I'm going to I'm going to come back to you. Um, and this is this is this is very important. I, I there's there's always this feeling that. Um, women do not get opportunities or as many opportunities as their men counterparts but this question that i want to ask is across board to all of you but messi you have first go the question is this do women who are in positions of influence do they do enough to get other women on board what do I mean? We're in an industry where a lot of a lot of a lot of the jobs are um, word of mouth. A lot of the jobs yeah. are a lot of the jobs are um, somebody speaking out for you. And I remember 
Um, Ijoma and I listened to Chidebere telling us how she even got on air because she said Sissy always Sissy used to get her on the on her program every Tuesday and Thursdays, such that when TVC was looking for a female presenter, they just went there's that lady that we see on TV, and that's how it was easy for her to get in. Do women do that for each other? Messi, you have first go. Well, um, I, I, this is a very difficult um, and it's a tricky question for me because, like I said, we are not really uh, much around this part of the world, around this region. So we don't really get the privileges of getting other ladies, getting us on board. But so far, so good. I have having met most of the Lagos journalists few of them have come to Joss for one or two things and the reception was quite well um, I know I've met Molade I've met uh, Sarafina I've met um, Chisom I've met um, who again who again I can't, I can't remember the fourth person mm. but I'll be very frank with you they are very friendly we are friends we have a very cordial relationship mm. but most of the Opportunities and had didn't come to women. Like when we're talking about people who brought them in and helped them and everything, I would say I'll give that to Randa Andrew because she was the only one that could understand the terrain of where I was coming from. So she was the only person to introduce me into the whole, whole cycle. So, um, but there's another lady here in Joe um, called Jennifer Sony. We have done something. There's a program we run once in a while because we, as Salah, an analyst, Salah, can you mute your phone, please? The Am- can you hear me? Yeah, yeah Shola, can you mute your mic, please? Go on, Messi. It's called Amazon. So, um, I think that I remember many of the the guys were not comfortable with the fact that I was on her program. For some personal reasons they have with her, I don't know. Mm. But I told them something. I said, the thing is, because we're not many, we really have to hold on to something. It, it has something to do with personal interest or anything like that. It's about us building a structure. We are intending to bring more women on board as much as are interested in Plateau State. So we have to show that by example. So I don't really have the privilege that the Lagos people, the Potaka people, the Abuja people have. But so far, so good. The ladies have been very friendly. We tweet to, uh, at each other with Biola. I see her tennis um, news and everything, mm-hmm. uh, tweets. And uh, Queen has been helpful too. I remember there was a day I made a wrong tweet about D-Tigress. I think I missed the date. And... He was able to correct that quickly for me. We've never met, but I think we have a connection with Queen because she has stayed in Joss before. Right. So, so far, that's the only thing I can say pertaining women and women building yeah. each other. Yola, do, you, do you get the question I'm asking? What I'm saying is this. Do you... Is there... Okay, put it bluntly. Do you think that the, this, the people who are on top, this is beyond... This is beyond organizing seminars. This is beyond organizing webinars. This is beyond um, um, organizing even a podcast like this. What I mean is, do do women 
who are in positions, do they do enough to get other women into positions where they will benefit both financially and um, otherwise? Do they do enough? Yola.
been in that WhatsApp group where we have most, most um, um, journalists from Lagos. It's been amazing for me. All of them in that group inspire me every day. They motivate me every day. Just seeing people post, seeing all the things they are doing, your life is always on tennis, tennis, tennis. And I'm like, ah, this girl has a child, a new baby. So, oh, again, Queen is always on fat. I'm like, ah, these people too are mothers. See all they are doing. So, those little, every time, all the things that they do, you know, really inspire. It it helps, it motivates. And they are able to, if they have other opportunities, they always show on the group. In fact, it comes first from that group. They try to encourage you, I, you should do this, you should, you should do this. Or if you're sending this story, this is the way you're going to do this. This is the way you should not do this. But outside, outside that space, outside mm. that WhatsApp group, mm. for me, I'm not getting as much as, as much as um, I should. But it's also telling me that the people who are coming behind me, it's, it's my responsibility for them not to experience, you know, it's my responsibility for me to open up to them, to, to that young girls who are coming into the field, to bring them in, welcome them, you know, so that it's not as difficult as it is for me, or as it was for me. Right. Monsura, yeah. what, what, what do you... In, with what Messi, Ijoma, Piola, um, the stuff they have said, how how do you see it? Yeah. Do you do you think? Oh, yeah. Do you think oh. that? Do you agree or do you think um, um, a lot of the women who have who have gone ahead can do much better? Yeah, I think I have to partially agree with them, but from my perspective question is, how many women do we have up there? We have to push more women up there for us to, like, accept them to push us up there. Like, the question is very tricky, though. Like, people up there are they very impactful when it comes to bringing others up. But we don't have as many women as supposed to have up there to accept more. But I agree. I agree. Yeah, I believe we can do better. Just of recent, we just had uh, the first female swan vice president in Lagos. So, like, oh yeah, so we just, we need to keep pushing people up there so that um, they can give back to the women uh, journalists. That hmm. you've opened a completely different door with that statement about how many are uh, in positions of influence and all of that and I I, I, I see what you're saying Shola, Shola, for you um, what what needs to change or what needs to be done that would make um, would make it better for women in this predominantly male dominated part of the industry Uh, I think, um, like Monsura said, a lot of women are not in positions of influence. That's one. We need to get more women into positions of influence. Then two, those women, as they are getting those women in positions of influence, they actually need to be able to do things. They need to be to have a say. You know, sometimes they just put these women there because women quota. Oh, and I, they really do not have the influence. Shall I wait? Shall I wait? To I, affect you. Wait, bear with me. Let me paint this now. Look at Mercy, for instance. Sports touches in Joss, right? She has a radio program, yes. right? She's 
Messi, if I'm if I'm wrong anywhere, just correct me. She has a regular radio program in Joss, right? Messi maybe does not even know how much power she already has because she has a, a regular radio program. If Messi decides that every day on her show she is going to start churning out she's going to start churning out programs that would influence women and she would only have women guests on her show. That is a lot of power she's already wielding. Do you understand? Go, go on, Shola. Yeah, I think Messi. Okay, I think I thought I wanted to say something. Okay, yes, I get your point. That you're absolutely right. But just is just um, like one of thirty-six states. And then, like I was saying, we need apart from having women up there, mm. we actually need these women to have to be able to affect not just being there because I feel a lot of times that they just put even some of them there and they really do not have the a say in some of the things that happen you know so doing that I think if we now have more women who are up there and are able to affect things then I think things would improve because some of a few of them who are who are in positions of influence and can get things done. Mm. I see the little things they do. I see how they help others. I see how they... Even people who are not even up there, I see how we um, open up opportunities to, to ourselves, how we interact and how we can get things um, to be better for each other and for us as a group in the industry. You know, but it's still almost as if we are still... I don't want to say fighting against men, so to speak, oh, but it's still if, almost as if we're still, we're still trying to break if, a ceiling. If, I completely understand that. If that is what it is, say it. If, it's, if it seems like you're fighting against them. Um, Ruth, are you prepared to speak to us right now? If this is... Yes, I'm so sorry for joining me. I was just a bit distracted at work. Right. If, if, if um, Bella, you said you agree with Shola... And Ruth, I hope that you've been listening to what we're saying. If the if the if you want everything in time. Okay, if women uh say when if it looks like you're fighting against the men, right? How then do you um win some of this fight? What is the suggestion? What can be done to win some of this fight? Uh I think we keep going, really. It's easier said than done to say, okay, women need to do more this and do more that. Mm. We need the men also to help us. Feel. As weird as that might sound, we also need men who support women. Mm. I believe we can work hand in hand. It's not a competition, to be honest, or at least I don't believe it is a competition. So I, I have been in places where just like Shola said, okay, let's just have a woman there so that a woman can be there. I have seen very, very many scenarios like that. So we need the men to help us as well. It might sound weird to many people, but it's simply the truth. And at the same time, there's nothing much we can do but just keep going and keep pushing and keep fighting and trying to get there. But we also need people to help us. And let me say the men this time. 
Yes. To, to add to that, sorry, to add to that quickly, me, I will say, to add to this thing Bella has said, I will say, it's only men that support women that me, I will support. Again, you will say that you will say I'm talking. My boss, right? I was talking about how you will say attend. See, guys, the only reason I was not in Cameroon and Rwanda for the tigers and the tigress was because I said I wasn't going again. That was the only reason. And he just came after I told him I was going to go and we we're talking about something. And then, like, maybe a week to. Um, Afro basket. He has to show up. You've not because he told me to get budget and stuff. Like I relayed it back to me and and I was like, that I couldn't go again because of some things that came up and blah blah. So this is the way he opens the opportunity free. He mm. doesn't do by a woman. You won't try. Mm-mm. It's, it's, so imagine we have someone like this in a position of authority. It's going to be a level playing field for both the guys and the and the ladies. All right, so, very good. We women too. We I need to do our best. We've been looking for the men in that have influence in Nigerian sport that are ready to push women. Messi. Push those men. Messi, you're coming in. Just, just I've always had that ideology in life that um, I always put the negative part of the person aside. If I'm if I'm going to gain something from you, I don't even care if you are the demon or you are the devil himself. I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to learn what I have to learn because there are some things that won't come to you that easy. Mm. It's one of the lessons that we have to teach the ones that are coming up. They might not even get the cooperation that we're getting. They might they might fall into very, very harsh climate. But I feel that um, you have to just play politics sometimes. There are people that would, you know they don't really like women in sports. But there's a way you can actually manipulate your way to get what you want. I'm not saying that you have to um, sleep with them or anything, but it's all about politics. It's all about understanding. It's all about being diplomatic about certain things. Because even the men have to do that sometimes Messi, to get is, what they want. There are many men who don't really like men, but Messi, they still get things done. Messi, this is... Um, I know, Mosra, you want to say something. I, I will come to you, Mosra. Um, actually, anybody that wants to say something, just... Um, raise your hand and I would I would come to you. I I this is blowing my mind that it's actually possible that there are people who are uncomfortable that a woman is in sports and they don't want to help. Is that is that really is that really what happens? Viola? Yeah. Some people are absolutely uncomfortable that a woman is in a particular position. You know, let's even go away from the industry itself and start with a woman loving sport. Let's start with that. You know, you are just in a group of men talking sports and they be like, uh, uh, what do you know? Are you not a woman? And they tell you, mention five players you have now. I'm sure all of us have gotten that point. <laughs> you know. Wow. They tell you to go and cook that that is where you belong who says that in 2021 <laughs> many men out there <laughs> wow okay Monstra go on you wanted to say something 
No, I, I actually just want to add to what they have been saying about um, women of influence and all that. Mm. Like, the little experience that I've had with women in this industry, I think we need to be more united. Like, we need to like come together as one. All these men that we have been seeing up there, they didn't just get there in one day or just as one mamopo. They unite as one and fight the battle. But what I've noticed in this uh, women industry is that everyone just wants to like stand alone. I want to do this on my own. I want to go alone. Uh-huh. And like this, and like they say, you can't achieve much when you do it alone. Mm-hmm. You need support system. We need to network. So we need to like build each other up. So it won't just happen overnight. We have to like support each other. Mm. Okay. You've gotten some time to speak to us. Quickly. Go ahead, Okwen. Your mic is on mute. See, Okwen is raising her hand. Okay, Okwen, speak now. Okay, um, I've been listening out to, um, I've been following from the introduction to everybody talking, and um, I've been Hi. Okay, where you are, the, 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 um, yours. Hello? Um, go on. Now, it's better. Can you speak quickly? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Go ahead, quickly. All right, um, for me, um, love is for, um, start with, um, watching football with my with my dad and his friend and um his friend um um wife and today me actually made me love football because um uh, I was wondering why a lady we love um football and they always come to my house we watch Nigeria man then there's um this um champion then it was shown on um NC uh, sponsored by Oxy. So and today we will come over we watch football together and that was how I developed um, watching football and again for me I'm I'm the only girl and I have two brothers so I started playing football in secondary school I played for my school team and uh, my 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 friends will walk up to me because I'm more of um I have more of male friends around me and they would, and they, one thing they told me was um okay you are too beautiful to play football and that was how I was naive and young then, and that was how I, I left. Um, Are you serious? I left football. Please. Yeah, uh, uh, that was how I, I stopped playing football. And, uh, I, I left secondary school. So after which I ventured into talking sports, and um, talking sports started with uh, when I went to service. Now, I've always had that passion, but I've never went to a radio station or TV station to talk sports. I go to the center, I watch football, among men, I, I, like, I even love football more than my brothers. I, I'll be the one teaching them about it. If my brother wants to know anything about player, new signing and everything, you always, you always come to me and be like, I what happened, this one, this one, and that was, that was it for me. So starting in Katsina, I went to, um, um, 
um, Katsina radio station, one radio station like that in Katsina. So mm. a friend of mine drove me down there and like, okay, let's try a new radio station. Maybe you can just do what there. So I started, I started there. When I was leaving, when I was leaving, um, the head of sport there said to me that he stayed back there. And my mommy don't want me to stay back in the north, so I came back to Lagos. And before you know it, I started going from one radio station to another. I think the first year was um, Nigeria Info. Um, Nigeria Info. Everybody here, everybody apart from Messi <laughs> and Joma, have all mentioned from Nigeria, Nigeria Info. Info. I did. <laughs> I did um, TV station. Yeah. So that that was how it started for me. Right. Um, okay, you, uh, shall I mute your mic, please? Okay, you are even in a very special position where you started doing um, um, photojournalism, if you like. And that is also a pretty much... Oh, God. Does somebody know where Shola is? Somebody should shout out Shola to please mute her mic. Inshallah, Oyeri, you mute your mic. Thank you. Uh-huh. As we were saying, okay, you, you are now also into photojournalism, an area where it's really, really male-dominated. How have you been able to cope with that? Ruth, I've seen your hand. I'll come to you shortly. Uh, um, for me, it wasn't a difficult thing for me at all. It wasn't a big thing for me I'm used to hanging around um, like so I didn't feel intimidated neither did I feel um, somehow but uh, it was it was a big deal for some people because when I showed up we, we, there are just few female photographers mm. um, the only person I could see point was um, Justina so when I started everybody was like ah okay this um, photojournalism. Then I, the first time I I card picked up my camera to the stadium, I didn't snap. I I sat down with my camera, and two people came to me and like ah, um, coded journalist. He you came he came to the stadium with um camera, and 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 you know I. The person, they were always telling me, okay, you come to the stadium, you come with camera, you will not snap. So, there was one game, I, I think it was NPSL. I just, they, I just picked up my camera and I made up my mind already that, okay, this is it for me. And before I knew it, I love what I was doing and that was it for me. Excellent. Okay, Ruth, go on then, tell us. Ruth Odwan, your your hand is up. Are you going to speak? There you go. Yes, I'm so so sorry for joining late. I'm sorry, I've been a bit distracted at work. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you clearly. Okay, you were saying um, apparently everybody has been on Nigeria Info. I'm sorry, I've never been there. <laughs> I'm probably the only one that have not been on Nigeria Info. The only opportunity that I would have had to be on Nigeria Info was about two years ago, I guess. Um, there was one um, show Femi had organized I, I think it was um, Hambato or something like that I think that was where I got to know uh, Mula from but eventually I couldn't make it because I work on the mainland and um, the radio station is on the island there was no way I could have um, 
been able to merge it up. So I didn't go for that. Okay, for me, you asked me to share my experience, right? Mm. What, what 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 is it? What have been the positives for you being in this industry, even though you're not full time? Just like Messi is not full time. Yes, yes. I think I listen to uh, I story is very very much related to mine as well. I don't really, um, I'm not really into sport journalism as such because I have other work. So sport journalism is more or less like a side also to me. Is what I do at my own leisure time. Even when I was writing, at the point I got into writing, it was more it was more sports writing for me rather than being a radio or TV. Though I love radio a lot, a whole lot, I love radio a lot. It was even radio that got me attracted to sports. Even if I'd always been in sports right from childhood, I grew up in a family of sports. My father was a footballer, my grandfather was a popular referee in Ugo State. So it has always been in the family. So I grew up watching football and then I played football in primary and secondary school. Even up until um, IR institution, it was just because of one circumstance or the other that made me stop at the point so many in time. So I, uh, sorry? So many footballers here. <laughs> wow. Yes, <so laughs> ex-footballers, ex you mean? Any because I've stopped playing for years. I haven't trained for years now, so I'm not so sure. How, I'm so fit. So, you, for me, it was more or less like growing up in a family of sports, and um, I, I, I've always been an Arsenal fan. Uh, uh, and then I just uh, play around on social media. Probably after a game on Facebook or Twitter, I, I can just decide to write a match report and just. Um, both today and then just have um, some fun writing. That was just, it was fun to me. I didn't even plan on making money or anything for me. I had my own job quite all right. So it was just more or less, I just write in there. Then from there, I just got an invite on radio from, from, from a friend of mine because at a point around um, 2012, yeah, it should be around 2012, after the 2011 actually, when Arsenal disappointed in the Italian Cup finals against some Femi or Obafemi Martin's team. So at the point, I wasn't really, I was no longer interested in football football. Because I was disappointed as a fan, obviously. So I decided, oh, let me just start following. There's MPSL, there's NNL, that's Nigerian Professional Football League. And then there's Nigeria National League. I just, I just picked an interest. And then I started following. From then, I started going to the stadium. Even if I don't go beyond um, the Southwest, but I've been to quite a number of stadiums. So from there, I just, I started going to the stadium. And then I kept on writing, just having fun. Anytime I had um, uh, time at the weekend, mm. I would just go to the stadium, just watch, and then just write whatever I noticed at the stadium and everything. From there, I got to know so many people. And then there was then today, I just got invited. I just got an invite to um, to speak on radio, and I enjoyed it. At the point, I also got um, just due to how I play around on social media, I got an invite to speak on channels for. Once, I think it was on Sunday. I've got many invites I've had to decline because of my work. Because obviously I work full time and I wouldn't really have time. I even work on Saturdays at times, so there's no much time like that. So for me, just for uh, women in sports, it's just more or less like a, a hobby to me. I just do it for fun. But but I, I've been able, unlike uh, Messi that said, I think I was listening to Messi earlier on when she said she hasn't really made much. Uh, money from sports. Mine is quite different. It was due to my playing around on social media that um, opera came at a point. They needed some writers and all of that. It was from social media. I also got someone that said, come on, you can do it. Be- a big shout out to my friend Cosmos Chukwemeka. He works with Lassie Radio. He was one of the few people because I wasn't really interested. I was like, can I write? Now, everything that I write on social media is just saying it's different from normal mm. um, 
write a much report and mm. everything. But mm. he pushed me to to my very to, to my own limit. He said, "No, I believe you can do it." I started badly, but but then at the end of the day, I picked up. Uh, I, I developed um, an interest in writing. Since I do not really have the time to go on radio and on TV, and I don't play football anymore, so, so I developed um, sports writing, and I took that up. I really, really made some huge amount of money writing um, for opera and some some other um, writing website also came up. I also wrote. I stopped doing that. I think COVID and everything affected everything, so the money was really coming forth. So I had to stop, and then it was disturbing with my work. But right now I'm even still at work, so it could be very tasking. So that's what, for me, it's just, um, it's just, it's just been fun. Um, so do you want me to speak about challenges? Um, no, wait, I, I want to ask, do a quick, a quick poll. I really want to do a quick poll. Ijama, okay. Ijama won't be part of this poll because she's, um, she's full time with Nan. I want to ask all of you, Messi, Shola, Biola, Monsura, Okwemi, and you, Ruth. If, if you guys had opportunity to do this sport full time with enough with enough um, regular pay would you do it yes or no Messi go yes I I, I can't even believe I'm saying this because I wouldn't have said this even last year I've always thought I don't want to just be in the limelight so but I think I'm getting more drawn to it and I would definitely take an opportunity on, on doing sports. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love what I do so much and I, I joke around a lot with some people and I say, I, I, I don't even know if I know how to do anything else anymore. I, I, I like probably know how to do enough work for that thing but this is, it's my passion. So yes, I want to make more money. I want to travel. I want more opportunities. And if those come, of course, I, I don't think I see myself doing anything else. Mosra, how about you? 100% I would love like make money from it like I read on Twitter sometimes like doing what you love is not just enough fashion won't pay your bills mm. so you have to do it oh, oh. so thank you for you doing to make money Ruth this is your job that is not allowing you to write or to go to um to go to What's the name of that Agege Stadium? Eh? What's that the name of it? What do they call that name? The temple. The temple. That's the one. That does not let you to go to the temple regularly. Would you? Would you? Would you? Would you do it for? Would you? Biola, could you mute your mic, please? Um, um, would you do this for free? I mean, sorry, would, if you get paid, would you leave your job and face sports? Shola, Are you? Shola, am I? Shola, can you mute your mic, please? Ruth, it's you I'm asking. Okay. All right. What was the question again? Would you leave your job if you get a sports gig that is paying you full time? Okay, I'll say. Uh, can I back that up with a story? Hey, quickly. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it was 2015 or 2016. I got on the job in Ibadan. I think it was BCOS in Deraba, so I wanted to go, but I was in a relationship with a guy that wasn't really understanding, and he is this kind of person that what would the woman be into sports and all of that. So I, I, I think I lost that opportunity. Well, that was the way I would have gone. Whoa! Are you serious? You got the job with BCOS, and because of some guy, because of some guy, you didn't go. <laughs> yes, I couldn't go. So uh, that was when I actually had that interest of going into sports full time. So, but I couldn't go obviously because of this guy. Eventually, we did. When it is Catalan, so I've known it because he wasn't really going to work since he wasn't interested in sport. I mean, do you really understand what it meant to go to the stadium? It would be like, ah, why are you going to the stadium? In the, in the, how many guys? Within how many guys? You'll be the only lady. So he wasn't going to allow me to go to, to leave Lagos at least to stay in Ibadan. And so wow. for me, right now, I think I'll accept it if it comes my way now. Wow. Right. <laughs> this is fascinating. Big wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're, we're rounding up. I thank you so much, all of you, for your time. But we're rounding up now. I will start with Ijoma. Ijoma, what if you had the chance? If you had the chance to change anything that would empower, that would empower women in this industry, what would you change, or what is it that you would love to be happening to empower women in this industry? Your, your microphone is on mute, Ijoma. Okay, yeah. That if I have a chance to change anything in this industry, what I'm going to change, yes. you know, concerning will, women, right? That will empower women. Okay, I think um, it's just the, let's say, from all that we have said, the submissions is just it's basically the mindset. Let me start with um, Ruth's story, you know. It's just the mindset of of the guys. And um, Mosirat also said that, yes, we need, it wasn't Mosirat that said so that we need the support of, of the men, really. So I'll see if, if it's possible for us to change that mindset so that it's going to be everybody sees it like a level playing field for everybody. Everybody can gain from this. Everybody can can contribute as much as possible, both male and female. It's not the idea of you looking at okay, it's a lady. What are you? What are you doing here? What 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 should we be expecting from you? What can you offer? And then I'm also looking at you know more opportunities for women in terms of. In terms of training, in terms of travels, mm. exposures, yes, and all that. And then I also add what Monsieur said because he said something that is very key. We coming together, not thinking you can do this on your own. Women coming, consciously coming together to bond. Let's 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 stop for a while and let's gather everybody together. Anyhow, just come. Let's talk. Let's discuss. What should we do? What should, how? How should we do this to keep improving ourselves, to keep um, to keep getting better as a group? Yes, I think all of that should work. That it should be enough, or it should be a long way to an extent to help empower women in this field. Messi, what would you do? Um, first of all, I think, of course, um, if I had a chance to invest more in. Um, women in sports, I would definitely want to try my hands on that. Have more programs that are 
female inclusive. And then also, um, I would want to think of new ways to actually bring in um, women into sports, not the regular radio or blogs. Probably think of um, innovative ways to make it more convenient for women that cannot really stretch out as much as we can to get the platforms that we have. Mm. And in their little ways, just reach out to their local community and do what they know how to do best before they get that big breakthrough. Um, the old, I think one of the greatest blessings I would say that this has given me is that I have actually found a way of contributing my own quarter to sport development mm-hmm. and not just sport development but women sports development and if I wasn't in media probably I wouldn't have gotten the kind of cooperation I'm getting the kind of platform I'm getting so um, I think getting more women oriented programs mm. that can reach out to those that are not like us that don't have the pages to be online, mm. to be seen, mm. to be visible, would be good for me. Right. So, how do you, how do you, um, in line with what both, um, with what Mercy and Ijama have said, I, I, I'm pushing the boat out a little bit. How do you get other younger women, girls, Involved in this industry because I am thinking it's it's it would help if there's a younger there's a younger army being built from the back coming through. How do you get them on? Okay, um, first, uh, you asked a question, but say this question I want to respond with the question first. Mm. Um. You said, how do we get a, the younger army coming through? Or how do we get the younger people interested yes, younger girls. in this line of work? Mm. Now, my, my question would be, what what do the people who have gone ahead of them have to show to encourage or to entice them to come into this line of work? So the truth is, I think... So <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, we, we need to make it attractive to them. We can't just say we want to keep bringing people in. We need to make it attractive to them. And that would be going back to what make it attractive to them. Especially our kids are because it is a male-dominated industry. So I think those at the top have to be intentional about creating programs that will bring opportunity for women. Training, maybe opportunities, and then let, let, let there be a level playing field for everybody. So that's to, real, that to make it attractive. If I want to tell anybody now, I'll just say that, well, this place, Maybe passion, huh? or maybe and if you are from a wealthy or where we are we are really not thinking about salary for maybe the first five years. But maybe just walk without really thinking so much and just giving exactly. passion to but, but, but wait. Wait, uh, uh, this, no. this... But my point is just 
to be those are the top those are the top you need to make it need to be intentional about creating programs that should build up more women that should open more doors and then they need to be to create a level playing field for the men and battle to get opportunities to do stuff you know and encourage the women in whatever way they can all right, thank you. Oh, yeah. Bella, quickly. Um, I'm very glad Shola mentioned some things, and I'm going to emphasize on that a little. Opportunities, 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 but not just opportunities, paid opportunities. I mean, a lot of us have worked for free before, multiple times. But, uh, a but, lot of us have been. Let me use that word. Bella, you, Bella, Bella wait, Bella you know, wait. just going for shows and working, but to be and fair, not and not getting paid for it. But to be fair, this applies to both so men women, and women. Yes, it applies to everyone. But a lot, a lot of women go through it as well. So since we are talking women, I am talking women. Okay. I mean, I've been through it myself. I was probably doing like four shows at the same time and getting peanuts from maybe just one of them. So the peanuts I was getting from one of them, I was using it to transport myself to the other three radio stations because of passion. Mm. Like Mola's mentioned before, like Mola mentioned before, passion is not going to pay you. So please, let these opportunities, paid opportunities go around. Not everyone simply needs a platform to grow. People need actual jobs in this industry. So yes, paid opportunities, paid opportunities, and more paid opportunities. Right. Okay. Quickly. All right. Um, everybody have um, said um, the actual thing because um, I can't imagine um, me telling a young lady that okay. Because so many people see you and like, okay, I want to be like that. And I'll be like, you're yeah, just seeing my things on TV. You're seeing my, you're hearing my voice on TV. So, nothing out of it. And they, and they kept on, you know, thinking, how come? How come? At the time, I, I was telling a colleague of mine that, enough of this, I want to go to a TV station, I want to go to a radio station. I don't want to be a popular popper. And that is what is actually happening in this industry. Excellent. They will tell you they are giving you they are giving you a platform. Thank you so much. If you are giving me a platform, give me money too. I've 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 gone to radio station and I walk in the middle of the night going back home. I'm not being paid. Passion. Hmm. I've 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 to trek sometimes. I'm not being paid. Passion. Enough is enough. Those things have to stop. Create an avenue, even if it's little. Tell me reason why, okay, this little, this is what I can offer, or this is what I can Then I will know my stance. Like, okay, every month oh, I'm expecting something. Sometimes my mom, my mom will ask me, early in the morning, around 4 a.m., they've taken my bag at Ovile. They collected my bag. I was coming from a show. Mm. They collected the nails that I see when wow. I that show. I'm not being paid. Wow. Sometimes wow. my mom will ask me, like, 
wait that they pay you for this thing. There was one morning around 4 a.m. I was leaving my house. It was raining, cat and dog. I pull up my trousers. I have a way of um, walking in at night when I'm coming back home. I used to display for Viola then and Viola and Fasica. Then when we are still at master, then I have a system of walking by which my boss stop like this. I will carry my bag and I'm like this. So all those things, you are ladies, you are being put at risk, higher risk at that. So things just need to change. Things need to evolve. Like hey. we, we need to come around and like, okay, this is what we want. Right. And that is it. Ruth, quickly. So I've kept Messi for this long. Yeah, I don't have much to say. I just want to agree with Washola and Biola in essential to work where he said we need um we need to create an enabling en- en- environment and of course state opportunities. If there's anything scaring me away from going into journalism full time, it is actually doing free jobs. I can't not at this point of my life. I have responsibilities as well. Not only men, I have responsibilities. So that's just what I have to say basically. Let let me let me Let me, you young women here. My first appearance on on TV was um, network TV was in um, 1993. Then it was on network 93, 94, 95. Uh-huh. Network TV. Just bear in mind what I said. Network TV, and it was live games, right? I did not get paid a dime. A dime. One penny. He didn't give me. I did Euro 96. Like I said, I did Euro 96 with Modele Sarafa Yusuf. I did two pro I did two matches. England versus Scotland and then England versus Spain. Life. Didn't get a dime. Shishi. I wasn't paid. The point I'm trying to make is um unfortunately I think our society allows a lot of things to happen so i'm not i'm not um i'm not making excuses but i hear you i hear you ladies and i hear you loud and clear and i believe that um things will things will change a lot of people have been affected unfortunately by two things the 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 covid that struck uh, people recovery is taking is becoming more difficult more than uh, people expected and then um, also the twitter ban the nigerian twitter ban has not helped this space at all i'm sure a lot of you can attest to that but i'm not in any way defending where you go and do radio programs and not get paid something even if it's transport fare when biola used to write for us she used to get paid for writing for us so um I, i i hear what you're saying however listen ladies it has been an absolute privilege to be the balogun behind all of you people this 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 evening um messi from joss thank you so very much for your time thank you thank you for coming on your sports memo uh, podcast do you want to say anything briefly final final thoughts well um thank you very much for having me on the podcast um i really got a lot from the other ladies because Sometimes it's good to hear other stories also to inspire you, to motivate you to do better. The only thing I have, I, the only problem I notice is that I think I'm the only one that is not athletic in nature. 
Probably that's why I find it very difficult covering um, mostly football matches. It's always very hectic for me. I'm not a very energetic kind of person, but I'm trying to learn that. So it's a privilege uh, meeting you ladies. Thank you, Mercy. Ijoma, my own safe journey. Thank you. Thank you so very much for for your time. Um, uh, I, I, I liked how you started out at um, NANS and how it has been thus far. Have you got any final words? Mm, mm, thank you for having me and it's sweet as well. We seen so many ladies sharing their stories. It, I, I'm also so sorry. I think maybe I might speak about the only one who have a different story when it comes to the page you know, aspect. I'm very concerned and I'm and I feel your pain very I don't know how um I would say it's very, very it's not fair at all. It's not it's not. I hope that things, you know, get better and and it continues to change and it's better for us as female journalists. Amen. <laughs> um Mrs. Solis Chuku, our our tennis guru, thank you for being on your sports women podcast once again. Do you have a final word? Yes. So of course but at the same time, we need to be wise about the way we handle things. Sometimes when it's not working, you take a step and then return. Or if you're going to say you very well, not always going to be rude. If you don't want to do, keep going. You get better. Thank you. Monsura, thank you for coming on your sportsman podcast at a short notice. Um you go final word. Yeah, thank you for having me and nice to meet everyone. Nice to like learn from your stories. And also we just have to keep going, keep breaking the barriers and we hope that one day everything gets better. Let's take Nigeria football from grassroots to the top. Let's take it to the next level. No gender bias. Both women's football, women's sports, male sports, let's just keep going. You might think that no one notices what you are doing or no one sees what you are doing, but believe me, people are watching and mm. one day it's going to be great. Excellent. Okay. Thank you for coming on your podcast. All right. I enjoyed this. Guys, I'm hearing everybody's story. Some. Some stories I can relate with, like Viola, Sura, not really Shola, Joma, Messi. The first time I've listened to you guys' story. And it's been an amazing time with you guys. Um, let's keep going, let's keep working. But now, they deserve your wife. You know, less of free job and more paid job, I think. Because we cannot be same modern and not having anything in our pocket. Like, being a popular popper. As, so, as it was. Thank you for having me. Fantastic time I've had today. <laughs> popular Papa. God almighty. Okay. Ruth, thank you for the brief moment we've, we've heard you. Yes. 
Um, thank you for coming on your Sports Real podcast again. Do you have a final word? Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been quite inspiring listening to everyone speak. Um, I think I met um, quite a number of people today. It's been good listening to everyone and sharing our stories as well. Let's just keep supporting ourselves. Let's keep improving whatever feed we find ourselves. That's just it for me. Thank you so much for having me. Shala Oyeniyi, acsports.com, sports news head. Did you round us up? Where is she gone? Yes, your mic is off now. What happened? Yes. Um, thanks for having me. It was nice doing this. And ladies, I guess we have to keep pushing and pushing till we get that breakthrough and, you know, the results that we require and desire for, you know, the female for the female part of this industry to actually grow to what we want it to be and to have more women at the top, leadership positions, influencing things, making things happen, creating a pathway for women in sports journalism in this country and making it an enviable profession. Excellent. Thank you very much. Right. Listen, ladies... I really, really want to thank you for everything you have said and for giving up your time to to be on this um, podcast, on this episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. And to our listeners, I hope, um, especially the women who end up listening to this episode, I hope you pick up something and I hope you, you, you are challenged by the people who are already in the industry. I hope you're challenged to pick up the button and continue the journey. I'm sure things will get much, much better. Once again, my name is Calvin Emekonwoka, and it's been my pleasure being your host. Peace.